Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. This is a 420 episode. Obviously, it's a week late. We were looking for some data. We're going to talk about the history of 420 in terms of sales data, sales growth, expectations uh, on what we sold. Um, This is the fifth year in a row I've done uh, 20 stores on 420. So expect to see... uh, 420 sales as the everyday low price two years later. That's our expectation. Uh, Just one of the many things that we've seen over the last half decade. So let's dive right into it. So we thought because of the pandemic that sales would be spread out over three days like they were last year. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. What we saw was that it was only on 420. We did split it up between uh, the two days prior. So Sunday, Monday, and then finally Tuesday, the day of 420. What we got was in Tacoma, a pretty good haul. So for $193, we walked away with 33 and a half grams of flour, 11 pre-rolls, one infused pre-roll, and then a hundred milligram edible. Not too bad for 193 bucks. We have a $420 budget. Generally, we can get through all 20 stores in four hours and 20 minutes. Uh, the 20 stores, not too bad to get an idea of what everyone is offering. Uh, so this year was interesting because the first day was in an area called Tacoma, about 20 minutes south of Seattle, a more blue collar um, and much cheaper prices and as well as different brands. There's uh, different brands that you'll see in in that Pierce County, Tacoma area exclusive You wouldn't even have access to that in Seattle. So that was our first day. We went to eight stores. Um, We visited 11, but two were closed. And so um, ended up getting the majority of our purchases down there because it was cheap, even though there weren't 420 sales. That was the interesting part is that Tacoma was offering cheaper prices on a Sunday uh, on the 18th of April than uh, anywhere else on actual 420. So One of the things that I found that was kind of uh, abnormal was that they were only discounting what they wanted to sell. Top shelf wasn't even on the sales this year. It was actually the worst collective sales I've seen across the board, either online or otherwise. I think a lot of that has to do with implementing daily discounts. So you'll get anywhere from 10 to 30% off every single day of the week. Uh, some days you'll get maybe 10% off a pre-roll, 30% off concentrated, whatever it is. So those daily deals are in effect. You get text messages, all of those things. So for whatever reason, they didn't feel compelled to offer discounts this year. So we went and visited eight stores in Seattle, uh, ran through them pretty quick. This is the group that we got in Seattle, basically some flower um, uh, Avitas, that's the brand, Sativa spelled backwards. Good vape carts, I like that. And then we got a blunt for a golf tournament that we did on the day of 420. But we only spent 100 bucks, got one gram of flour, one blunt, one vape cart, and a gram of RSO uh, that we took on the golf course. So not a lot of deals in Seattle, didn't buy much. So day three was actual 420. Uh, we went around, uh, no matter where we went, we asked all the same questions. What's your favorite product right now? We asked all the bud tenders, what's the number one product being sold? Um, all of those things. And so uh, we'll get to that survey in just a sec. Want to show you this nice little Fleek Leaf is the brand, pesticide-free, nice little perps in there. That'll be on our next review of the Chronic Club. Our Chronic Cast will feature this uh, Gelato 33 from Fleek Leaf, nice little perps. 
Uh, so that's all we ended up getting on 420. The actual day, we only went to a couple of stores. Uh, but let's run down what the favorite product was for bud tenders and what the number one products being purchased uh, in a small data set of 20 stores. All right. So as you can see here, uh, all of the bud tender favorites um, were, I, were listed as well as all of the customer favorites. So when it's broken down, you can you can see uh, collectively rather that flower was a dominant bud tender favorite this year at 95% concentrates. Uh, only one person said concentrate at, at 5%. I was kind of surprised about that. Um, some of the strains here locally, um, brand names rather, brand names are 50 fold and fleek leaf that, that we mentioned earlier. Uh, I find it interesting that concentrates weren't the bud tender's favorite could be a variety of reasons. Maybe they're new to the industry. They haven't quite gotten there yet. Maybe it's because their salaries don't afford concentrate and they haven't been able to find, you know, a favorite product. So a lot of people are going towards flower. Customers are no different. You got 66% of um, customer favorites. According to these bud tenders, I asked um, two thirds said flower was dominant. You got 10% on concentrate, 10% on pre-rolls being customer favorites, and then 5% for vape edibles and topicals. Some of the brands, Bondi Farms, uh, Starbud, and Tranquil Forest. So out of a $420 budget, I walked away with 55 and a half grams of flour. That's just shy of two ounces. I got 13 pre-rolls. One of those was infused, uh, three or four gram blunt, a vape cart, a one gram of vape, one gram of RSO, 100 milligram edible for $420, not a bad haul. So with that, let's dive into uh, cannabis sales history data, what to expect maybe next year uh, as we kind of compile a, a few years of what happens on 420. All right, starting off uh, 420 sales growth since 2016 in some of the original markets being uh, Colorado, Washington, looking at uh, sales growth here. So we can see that Colorado, Washington, two most mature markets, uh, had an average daily sales steadily increasing over the last five years, all the way up to a considerable 31.5% increase last year. So when 420 fell on a Friday, we saw a third of all sales falling on that. But um, right now, especially during the pandemic, people are kind of going during odd hours when they need it rather than just on a Friday afternoon. So it's better to kind of take a look at sales leading up to and following through 420 to kind of get a more broader picture. So last year, 420 fell on a Monday, uh, the biggest day of sales by over 9 million uh, for that day. But we also saw that there were a lot of discounts leading up to 420. Uh, so Friday before 420 last year, there were strong sales uh, relative to discounts of 13.9% uh, of sales falling on that day. Um, so retailers aren't going to want to wait for 420 to actually discount. Although this year, I didn't see anybody discounting anything abnormally. They just keep to their relative sales. So every single day of the week, there's something that's between 10 and 30%. So you don't even have to wait anymore. And in fact, people in the industry don't even go to any stores on 420 uh, because they get 30, maybe 40% off with an industry discount. So why stand in line for something that's not top shelf and not on sale anyways? 
So this graph is showing that expensive items didn't really add to 420 sales. The average item price during the week of 420 was actually the same as it had been during the previous four weeks. So big contributors to growth were the large baskets, which uh, were driven exclusively by an increase in the average total items that customers were purchasing per basket, as well as a 22.5% increase in total transaction volume. So there's just more people buying uh, on that day. So more customers walking into the stores and shops during that week than normal. So we can see that new and visiting customers had the largest increase in sales share, jumping up about uh, from 30 to 40% of total sales during the week of 420. So it's indicating that we should expect a lot of increase in transaction volume to be driven by visitors uh, or extremely occasional shoppers who will decide to participate in the 420s uh, if they aren't uh, frequent purchasers. So it does appear to be a great time to engage in loyalty for uh, discounts um, with less valuable or, or uh, desirable products. You'll see a lot more of those being discounted, just trying to get those out the, the shelf uh, as fast as possible. So just some recap or some takeaways, uh, 420 sales tend to be the everyday low price two years later. Um, they don't seem to be discounting as much as uh, loyalty, everyday uh, loyalty programs are there, uh, but sales do lift during the entire week leading up to that um, as there's more traffic. So there's um, a decrease due to the pandemic. So some things were trying to be spread out, but not, not what I saw, not here in Western Washington. Uh, they definitely were only on 420 and it didn't matter if it was online or not. Didn't really seem like they were giving any more discounts, 10%, maybe maximum, but uh, everything in the store was on sale regardless of how you purchased it that day. So again, sales were increasing during the week of 420 driven by an increase in total transaction volume, meaning that there were more customers shopping that week than during the previous month. Could be because of marketing or advertising in general. You just kind of saw that everywhere from you know Bloomberg, CNBC, Everyone was talking about that um, because it's coast to coast, biggest sales day of the year uh, means a lot of dollars moving hands. And so that's kind of maybe generating some intrigue or interest in, in um, the general public to go out and maybe try it on that day. But nonetheless, there's a lot of uh, revenue opportunities out there for stores to take advantage of 420, as well as for customers to go out and find the best deals. I myself might be heading to Tacoma more, more frequently, seeing that they had better uh, sales prices on a non 420 day than Seattle did on 420. So with that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.